0: Well, some of you know um, that we had a, a funeral here yesterday for one of our beloved faith family, Janice Pittman. It was a beautiful service for a beautiful soul. And while I was there, I was reminded of an important truth of the Christian faith, and that is this. Jesus people are weird, yo. Like we do and say some strange things. So take this. This happened to me yesterday. It was during the visitation, and I got to see a friend, a brother in Christ, who I haven't seen since COVID started, since before COVID. And he's one of those guys that is like always on fire for Jesus and filled with the Holy Spirit. Like, you know, every time you get together, even for the most mundane things, it like turns into this giant Jesus explosion just because they're there. And so I said, hey man, it's so good to see you. And he gave me like this bone crushing hug. And then he kissed me, right? Like he gave me the kiss of peace. Like I didn't know people actually did that. He like exploded Jesus like all over my cheek. And I said, well, hey man, it's good to see you too. I'm just kind of sad, you know, that we had to see each other at a funeral, like that's what it took for us to see each other. And then there, at this funeral, he, he comes at me. He's like, what are you talking about, brother? He calls people brother, right? It, it's his whole Jesus vibe. And he said, what are you talking about, brother? What do you mean sad? This is a joyous day. Janice made it. She's whole. She's with Jesus. She's having the time of her eternal life. This isn't a sad day, brother. This is a celebration. And I'm thinking, man. Dang, Mr. Jesus Explosion just out jesus me, a pastor. Like, I've I'd I'd been typing and saying all week that it's a celebration of life, and then he's the one that had to remind me. It's a celebration. But I was also thinking, dang, man, Jesus people are weird, you know. <laughs> celebration in a time of dying? That is weird, it seems to me. like It was so thankful, though. I was so thankful that that reminder that I'm supposed to be weird. Like if you ask my kids, I don't need a reminder that I'm supposed to be weird, but (laughs) I needed one yesterday. So often I need it. So often I forget. I forget what it means to be weird. Here's a prime example. You know, England is about to get a new king, right? For the first time in almost 70 years, there's going to be a coronation. It's going to be next May. I got a couple of scenes, though, from Queen Elizabeth's coronation. Like, this was the first time a British coronation was ever televised. And so, this is what, I mean, a a normal coronation looks like. And now, all is ready for the great procession to flow through the beflagged streets between the crowded stands. The masked bands of the Brigade of Guards are a brave sight. Here come the yeoman of the guard, and now the queen's waterman. When she is anointed with a consecrated oil, when she takes into her hands the orb, the scepter, and all the other symbols of royalty, such as the sword, the bracelets, the spurs, and when homage is paid in forms prescribed by the traditions of a thousand years, her people are pledging themselves on their part to honor the sovereignty of the nation in her person. And to work with her in maintaining the Constitution which she has taken her oath to support. Now that's a coronation. There's pomp, there's circumstance, there's solemnity, there's deference. There's a waterman. I don't know what the waterman does, but he's important. <laughs> Today, fit for a queen. Beautiful, but remember now, right? Jesus people are what? Yo, they're weird. Yo, <laughs> and today is Christ the King Sunday, and so I thought it's a good day to remember what happened on Coronation Day for our King. And so this is how Luke captures it. This is Luke chapter twenty-three, twenty-six through forty-two. As they led him away, Jesus, they seized a man, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming from the country, and they laid the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A great number of the people followed him, and among them were women who were beating their breasts and wailing for him. But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and your children. For the days are surely coming when they will say, blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore, the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to these mountains, fall on us and to the hills, cover us. For if they do this when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others also who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by watching, but the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers, they also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, today, you will be with me in paradise. It's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord God, we do yearn to be with you, to be with our King in paradise. We yearn to follow you with all that we are, that we might be counted worthy. And so today, Lord, we listen that we might hear from you just what we need to enable us to draw ever closer to the one we serve. And it's in your holy name we pray. Amen. So especially after what Dina just told us, like I imagine you're wondering why the pastor is reading about Good Friday when actually we're supposed to be talking about Alpha, right? In our latest Alpha question, does... God heal today but remember I'm a Jesus person and Jesus people are what yo thank you (laughs) so in order to answer this question does God heal today I have to remind us all why we're weird just like my friend reminded me yesterday you see Jesus people are weird because we're different from the rest of the world three ways that we're different are one we have a different calendar Two, we have a different king. And three, we seek a different victory. So now what do I mean by a different calendar? Dina kind of helped us out here, right? In simple terms, next Sunday is the first day of the new Christian year. Like most of the year, most of the world celebrates New Year on what day? january 1st right but if you go to school in missouri the first day of the new school year usually happens in one month like we have a law in missouri that it has can't happen what is it more than 14 days before september that's a very specific law anybody know what the the new fiscal year is for the united states well now it's october 1st right it's a tax thing, which means I have no idea why. But nonetheless, October 1st it is. But for Jesus' people, the Christian calendar starts four Sundays before Christmas Day with the beginning of what season? Advent. So that's next Sunday. And, and Advent is a weird time. Because in Advent, what are we preparing for? The birth of Jesus, right? But... We're also, it's a dual time, we're preparing for the birth of Jesus, but we're also preparing for Christ to come back, for our King to return. Because remember that Christ promised to come back. When the kingdom fully comes, Jesus will be here with us, we will be with Him. So during Advent, we prepare for Christ. During Christmas season then, we celebrate His birth. And how many days are in the Christmas season? Man, you have seen this all the time. Twelve, thank you. Twelve, you didn't know that, right? You thought it started at, like before Halloween in some places. But no, like there's Advent, and I don't know why they did this. See, look, on our, on, our, on our little calendar, Advent is about, is a little bit, it looks slightly shorter than Christmas, but it's not. Christmas season is 12 days. Advent is four weeks. Twelve days of Christmas. And then the Magi show up, and what day is it? Epiphany. Epiphany, you see it in green there, Epiphany, that's a time when Jesus Christ as King, as Emmanuel, God with us is, is revealed to the world, to the Gentiles. And, and so can you feel what's happening, right, as we walk through this calendar so far? It's the life of who? Christ, right? Every year we retell the story of Christ's life. Through our, week, through our weeks together here in the sanctuary. So next is the transfiguration when Jesus glows like a Jedi on a mountain, right? And the force ghosts of Moses and Elijah are there next to Him. And then the year turns a bit darker as we wander in the wilderness of Lent for 40 days like the Israelites, like Jesus. And there's this time during Lent, what are we preparing ourselves for? The crucifixion and the resurrection right Jesus death and resurrection for Holy Week for that story of Palm Sunday Maundy Thursday Good Friday Holy Saturday Easter Christ is alive and after he sends back to the Father Jesus promised who would come the Holy Spirit some of you are wearing your red your Holy Spirit I know that's not for the chiefs right it's for the Holy Spirit because you knew I was going to talk about the day of Pentecost Pentecost The Holy Spirit came to empower us, God's people, to walk in the way of Jesus as his disciples, to do the things and be the people that Jesus called us to be that season after Pentecost. That's why we have, they're gone, the feet are gone, but the feet have been here for a long time because that's our training time. That's when we're learning to be disciples. We're learning how we're supposed to walk. That's why they've been here all summer, all fall, because as a church, that second half of the year, it's our turn to read the scriptures and learn what it means to grow as disciples. That's why we've been alpha-ing, alpha-ing. That's why we alpha (laughs) so that we might end this season of learning what it means to be Christians on on, on an important note, walking in the way of Jesus. And so today we've reached the end, the end of ordinary time, the end of the Christian calendar, and we celebrate Christ the what? King. Christ, our King. We celebrate Christ's coronation today, because next week we're going to start all over with Advent, waiting for our King's return. You see how that happens? We end with the celebration that he's been crowned, and then we begin to wait for his return. We need a, a, a different calendar in our lives because we're, we're weird. <laughs> and we can forget that we're weird. We need a different calendar because it's so easy to forget, to forget that Jesus is our king and to start bowing down to other kings and queens, other rulers who want to rule our lives, to rule our hearts, to rule our pocketbooks. Little Debbie likes to rule my pocketbook. She's my queen. <laughs> we need a different calendar to remind us that we serve a different what a different king and brother our king is different like i mean you can just feel it at his coronation right like if you were there that day of in israel and someone told you that they're going to be crowning a king today the king of the jews you might have expected something a little more like what queen elizabeth experienced right i mean for as, as normal as having a human king might be like that seemed pretty normal what i might expect i've seen disney movies i know what princesses and and kings and queens go through a great now you might not have understood because that was like that's not just like the alpha british accent that's like 19 what was that 70 years ago 50s accent a great procession flowing through the this is a new word for me the beflagged streets Between the crowded stands. I was certain that my my, my word program was going to underline beflagged as like not a word. Nope, it's a word. The beflagged streets between the crowded stands. You would expect a marching band with fuzzy hats. Here's another one I learned. The yeomen of the guard with their pompy costumes and the queen's water boy. A golden chariot God saved the queen playing, scepters bowing, trumpets, consecrated oil, homage being paid in forms prescribed by the traditions of a thousand years. And people pledging themselves to honor the sovereignty of the nation and to work with her, their queen. I mean, that's what one would expect from a proper coronation, except for the queen's water boy. I still don't know what the water boy does although now i know right now i'm totally expecting adam sandler to be there for king charles next year and if he's not i'm gonna be sorely disappointed (laughs) but do we jesus people we followers of christ do we get that type of scene at jesus's coronation no we don't even get adam sandler though he is jewish so for what that's worth No, Jesus' coronation as king as the Lord of all creation is about as far from the coronation of a king of England as you can get. And why is our king so different? Because Jesus' people are weird, yo. Here's our procession. There's no Pompey, yeoman of the guard, just some random dude, Simon, that the powers that be grabbed off the street, forcing him to carry Jesus' cross. Behind him. There's no beflagged streets, no crowded stands or marching bands, just some women, the daughters of Jerusalem, beating their breasts and wailing. There's no scepter, no orb, no throne, no dignitaries bowing down before him, just a cross. And a couple of criminals on each side, no grand announcements, just an inscription above his head. This is the king of the jews i mean in fact the only one who seems to acknowledge that he really truly is king is a common criminal jesus remember me when you come into your what kingdom and jesus replies truly i tell you today you will be with me in paradise and that's not the coronation that one would expect for the king of all creation. Like if the queen of England gets what she got, and England ain't that big of an island, you would think that the king of everything, everywhere, all at once, should get a coronation like a billion times as, as pompady and circumstantial as that one. And yet, it was almost eerily calm up there on the cross and Luke's telling eerily quiet like Luke doesn't mention any blood no bruises no crying out in pain thank you mel gibson none of that just Jesus remember me when you come into your kingdom and Jesus replying calmly with certainty and and that probably a bit of that like quiet gravitas Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Man, Jesus' people are weird. Our king isn't about the things this world is about. Like the things that we start to get about when we forget who we are. Our king isn't about pomp and circumstance or golden chariots, people bowing down. Our king is the one who bows down, washing the dirt off of our feet. Our king is the one who is put to death by the ones he loves and he forgives them anyway. Our king is the one who, even as he's dying, is inviting us to be with him in paradise. Our king is the one who doesn't force us to keep a respectful distance. He's the one who calls us, invites us, compels us to follow him. To do what Jesus would do. And when we do, when we do remember ourselves and do what Jesus would do, we can trust that other people will look at us and say to themselves what? People are weird, yo. (laughs) When in the midst of a funeral, in the midst of the tears and the wailing and we're beating our breasts, we stop for a moment and we remember, wait, wait, no, this isn't a funeral. This is a celebration of life and we smile even if it's just for a moment out of joy and out of hope and people look at us and think, man, Jesus, people are weird and we'll be okay with that. Because we are weird. I mean, if we're doing it right, we are different. We have a different calendar. We have a different king. And we seek a different victory. Because for us, the ultimate victory isn't pomp and circumstance parades and parties full stomachs and full bank accounts. No, for us, the ultimate victory is different. Because our ultimate victory is Christ's victory over death. A victory that he won through death. And through his resurrection. And through that, we will die. And we too will find resurrection waiting for us. So while the rest of the world is chasing dollar signs and golden carriages, we're chasing a banged up old cross With the least of these on either side of us, if we're doing it right. We're weird that way. And so, to answer finally today's alpha question Does God heal today? I mean, if, if you mean that question in the way the world sees that question and like God heals me right here and now in this very moment, then yeah, God heals some people sometimes today on this earth in the way that we would want it, but for reasons that will ever remain a mystery. But now call me weird. No, really, you can... no. But if you ask me, the real answer to that question, does God heal today? And that the only answer that ultimately matters to that question, does God heal today? Is that God remembers us all. Even when we forget ourselves, God remembers. No matter what we've done on this earth, no matter if we deserve to be hung on a cross for our sins, God looks at us in our brokenness and he tells us that truly we will be with him. We will be healed with him. We will be made whole with him in paradise. We will be with him healed in paradise when? Today. Does God heal today? Jesus says what? Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, sometimes it's hard. Lord, it's hard to be weird. It's hard to hold out hope when the rest of the world is telling us that all is lost. It's hard to trust in healing, even as the doctors are turning off the machines. It's hard to say goodbye and remember that it isn't really goodbye. So Lord, we thank you for the constant reminders that you give us in this life. Lord, we thank you for empowering us with your Spirit so that we might remind others through our actions that there is a different life out there, that there is a different afterlife out there, and that you, Lord, look at us all. You remember us all. You remember the good in us despite the bad we do. And you invite us, nevertheless, to be healed in paradise with you. And so today, we claim you as our king, that all others might fall by the wayside in our lives, and that we might be truly led by you, and only you. And God, we know this can only be true because of your unending, abounding, amazing grace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. I invite you to.